0: to the Tell Me About It podcast Hot Tub Hot Takes Edition. In this season, join Sarah, Liz, and some special guests as they take on some hot topics that may have you thinking, are they really about to go there? And the best part, every conversation will happen in the brand new Chosen Girl Hot Tub. Join us in the Hot Tub every Tuesday where opinions will be left out to dry and new perspectives are encouraged and welcome. And if you find yourself fired up about these hot takes, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review in your podcast app of choice. So, grab your Chick-fil-A sweet tea and swimsuit, and let's get this party started. Hot Tub Podcast is a division of the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast and is not meant to display or support any exclusive opinion on matters discussed in the Hot Tub. The content of this podcast is not intended to replace spent in the word. The side effects of this podcast may include, but are not limited to, increased humility, compassion, participation in discipleship, and increased appetite for God's truth. Listeners are cautioned to avoid hateful conversation, wreaking havoc on social media, and or opinionated ranting upon listening. We recommend doses of thoughtful reflection and respect on disagreements instead. Chosen Will acts as an advocate to
1: many sides of different coins in hopes to ultimately seek truth and spur transformation of common misconceptions. Always consult your primary grace provider and seek the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit over popular, culturally natural opinion. Thank you for listening. Results may vary.
0: We're rolling. Let's do th- And we're rolling.
1: (laughs) Y'all know we always have too much fun.
0: I'm so glad. And, like, people who say, like, okay, people approach me, like, at church or in the Mm -hmm. shop, and they're like, I just started listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because, like, when we're recording, we are just, like, fully being ourselves. Yes. And just recording this. And I'm like, people, I mm, like, I'm always authentically myself with people. But with my bestie, Liz, I'm always, like, really... She's here. Yeah. She's here. <laughs> yeah. And we also uh, discovered that y'all can see our legs.
1: Yeah. Legs. We're not mermaids, if no. you're wondering. That would be cute. It would be really cute. It's probably a get hazard. like the little tails. That scares me a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure, but happy Tuesday everyone. Um, it's officially fall. It is when you're listening <gasps> to this. It's Ooh. not while we recorded it. And your girls um, just got back. We will have just gotten back yeah. from New York City. Yeah. Praise our favorite place. Yes. Um, that's where we thrive, you know? It is where We're we We're just thrive. a couple of city girls. We are city girls. <laughs> <laughs> and not to be confused with the Atlanta city girls. That's right. In that's in general. Right. And I, I can't wait to see... What we will have done, yes, in New York at that That's time. so much fun. I know. We always have a great time. I know. Hunter and our best friend Justin, who have an accounting business together, mm-hmm. they have a tax conference. Yeah. And then I have market, mm-hmm. which so happened to follow on the same week. Yeah. So Over I'm going to be buying, or I will have already bought things mm-hmm. for the shop that are new. We will have cel- celebrated Hunter's birthday mm-hmm. there. Oh, and y'all. <laughs> I Liz joined the 29 club this month. 29. 29. <laughs> so we're both 29 for the first 50. time. It's the first time we're 29. There And there will be no repeats. Yeah. I don't think there, I don't think I'll be one of those people that just like continuously t- says that I'm 29. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've, believe it or not, I've had m- multiple people be like, oh my gosh. So how, what number of your like 21st birthday is this? And I'm like, no, we 20, we are embracing it. Yeah. Like it's, I, you know, I think we need to change the culture around aging. This is not what this episode That's what is we need about. To talk about that. But yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth talking about that. It's okay to age, and like just just embrace it. The Lord has given you a whole another year. You've grown older, bolder, and wiser. Yes. And that is a gift.
0: Yes, I completely agree. Um, with Botox in my forehead. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm I actually I'm new saying- for it. Oh, no. If it makes you feel... I'm like, it has nothing to do with that. I'm like, if it makes you feel good... That's right, girly. But it. like when it comes to... I have thoroughly enjoyed the last five years of turning. Yeah. Like, 25, 6, 7, 8, and now 9. It has
1: been a great season. Yeah. If you're listening and you're not quite there yet, there is something so special about your late 20s. For a while, it just made me feel like, oh my, I'm old. And I can't tell you how many times I've said that to somebody. True. And I'm not actually old. No. But you can there's a noticeable amount of wisdom that comes once that prefrontal cortex is fully like locked and loaded
0: of of me what i enjoy and what i want to get out of life Mm -hmm. and what i want to give into life yeah and i will this sounds so crazy because i know that life does change as you get older yeah but this is like the first time in my life where i'm like i don't want this to end Like, let's just keep these good times rolling, you know? Yes. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, as I abruptly told you all in the conclusion (laughs) of last week's Tell Me About It Hot Tub Hot Take episode, we're going to be talking about Christians and our relationship with alcohol today. Yeah. And I don't have our clever name for this episode, so I'm very excited to see what we will have come up with from now till then.
1: That's true. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that we're talking about it because it's one of those things that, especially if you live in the Bible Belt, it's always like hush-hush talked about.
0: Absolutely. And
1: people feel a certain way about it, and it's, it's kind of like either you're on, you're, yes, you are you're either drink or you don't, or you do it in secret, and you just don't tell people you do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like those are the three
1: main categories.
0: Yeah, and I'm really curious, and I wish we could have found a guest that Mm -hmm. maybe lives in another region of the United States to see how it is in other places, where the South being in the Bible Belt, I would say that we are probably the most judgmental brand of Christian. (laughs) Um, And I say that because I live here and I've experienced it my whole life, and I've been that judgmental Christian before. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. Okay. I am... Coming out to tell everyone that I have been a hyper judgmental person in my past lives of a Christian. What was that what was that like acknowledgement, enlightenment like
1: when you realize, oh my gosh, I have been that person?
0: I remember the exact moment of me being humbled in that like process beginning. Wow. And I don't mind at all to share the story. It is about a hot topic issue that we touched on a little bit last week, mm-hmm. but Um, I was in the car with a new friend that I had made Mm -hmm. um, through a, like, very fleeting part-time job that I had one time, and we were listening to the radio, and something came on the radio about Planned Parenthood, and I, in my 17-year-old glory, Mm -hmm. went off about how of an abomination that I thought people were Mm -hmm. and how the scum of the earth I thought they were who had had abortions Mm -hmm. and she starts crying. She's driving and she tells me that she was raped when she was 14 years old by her uncle. Mm -hmm. And he told her that if he, if she shared that with anyone that he would kill her and her mother Mm -hmm. and that he was going to take her to get an abortion And I will, I'm so sorry, Um, I will put a trigger warning at the beginning of this because I was not planning on talking about this today. Um, And I just sat there in the car and cried with her. And I had never met anyone who had been through that. Yeah, yeah. Both the act of, you know, being taken advantage of like that and, you know, being in a position where you think that you are going to die because of the choices someone else made. Yeah, yeah. And being so young and not having the resources mm. to speak or even the courage to speak or know what mm-hmm. to do. Because when I was 14, I would not have known what to do. Yeah. And so I was really humbled. And that's when I started to realize, you know, there's probably more gray area in life than I realize. And that's mm-hmm. not to say I'm justifying her actions or saying she did the right thing or she did the wrong thing. Because I truly like... You, it opened my eyes to see you cannot judge whether that decision was right or wrong because you do not know what you would have done in that situation. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. And that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, mm-hmm. you know, growing up here in the Bible Belt, anybody that had alcohol in their fridge was an alcoholic, hands down, yeah. no, like... I had not really ever heard of anyone casually drinking Mm -hmm. or being able to have control Mm -hmm. of things like that. And so, therefore, if I ever saw anyone at a restaurant, if I ever, and I'm just being very candid with you Mm -hmm. all, and I hope that's okay. Oh, yeah. If I ever saw anyone at a restaurant or going over to a friend's house and their parents were enjoying a glass of wine or... You know, a beer, I immediately thought, like, they must be bad people because yeah. there's no way anybody who's a good person, who's a good Christian, would subject themselves to that. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe moderation in general wasn't yeah. explained to me that there's a world that, that can live. Um, but also, I was never shown any scripture about it either. That's that's such
1: an interesting way to, like, be introduced to it because I had a very different experience not necessarily in the same of like being humbled, but just that introduction into like how should we feel about alcohol? Yeah, um, because my parents, either one of my parents were, tr- I would not call them drinkers. Mm-hmm. We always had like a bottle of Jack for when you got a cold, you yeah. got a shot. <laughs> like that's kind of how that was like my, I think my first interaction or like like introduction into like even alcohol at all. Um, as I got older, I realized like my or was told my dad used to be an alcoholic before he like had his life together and gave his life to the lord and all the things um and he talked about like like, how bad it made him feel but we never really had at length discussions about it and no one else only one of my siblings ever was like a drinker at all and like he had some other things that he was kind of working through and so I never like felt good about it felt bad about it Mm -hmm. um but one of the one of the things that kind of low-key shocked me a few years ago when I was moving from my apartment into my house that I live in now um like I will I will say like I drink alcohol but I also like have personally have my own convictions about like being drunk like and being very intentional about like how much we are drinking and things like that Right, exactly so while I was moving I happened to have like a a shooter that I had clearly not partaken it was just sitting around and my dad was like (gasps) you have to stop drinking right now. Like you have to stop. Like, and I'm like, I don't think, I don't think he realizes or even realized the day in till the day he passed away that I'd never been drunk before. And yeah. that I'm very intentional about you have, you have one drink, you drink some water and it's just like, no, we believe in, we believe in boundaries. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the most important things that we that we haven't talked about in depth with through the context and lens of the church when it comes to something like alcohol, but also that that's, that's a virtue that can be applied to many aspects of our lives. is having that boundary.
0: Yeah. We don't talk about it with like food or nope. um, scrolling or nope. TV nope. or um, just or shopping. Kind of, like how yeah, like, shopping and consumption and consumerism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really ironically funny how, and you know this, mm-hmm. how I drink as well, and I do not get mm-hmm. drunk, mm-hmm. and it's very casual, and it's not regular, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's not a big deal in my life. But when I say that out loud, it feels mm-hmm. like a big deal because of the big deal that it's been made yeah. in our culture of Christianity where yeah. we live. And it's really funny how like I've made friends in my life, and it's almost like you have to like scope things out because you never mm-hmm. know. Like I have friends to this day, who are very judgmental of that, mm-hmm. and I want to be respectful of their their thoughts mm-hmm. and their. But I also just want to challenge and justify mm-hmm. our thoughts. Not justify. Justify. Um. What am I trying to say? I want to test our thoughts too. Mm-hmm. Of like. Hey, I'll be respectful to your convictions, mm-hmm. but also like, why do you believe what you believe? Yeah, and I think that um, our generation has dipped our toes into the why do we believe what we believe. Yeah. but um, Gen Z, mm-hmm. um, I was in a meeting for Next Gen um, at our church last Sunday, and Gen Z will be the one, the the one generation to test the truth. Yeah, and to need. Like facts to back up the truth more than any other generation that we've seen alive. So true. um, That we know of, Mm -hmm. that we are experiencing socially. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I remember even like as recent as when Hunter and I got married nine years ago, I remember thinking, oh, I'll never take a drink. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, if that's a personal conviction I have, why do I feel that way? Yeah. I know that I don't ever want to put myself or my brain or my body in a compromising position. Of course, of course. Where I I don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. or I'm not aware of what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. if is there a world that can exist where I enjoy this yeah. just like I would enjoy a Dr Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and so that's when I started looking up verses the only verses that I could find that would apply are that of warning against drunkenness yeah, and not getting drunk and not overdoing it mm-hmm. in anything that could potentially be bad for you.
1: And I think there might, there might even be a verse. I don't y'all we will have to fact check, but I think there might be something that talks about more like wine versus something that's like, like something that's stronger essentially is what it's alluding to. Like, yeah. Um, but the thing is, also, one of the oh, big things that I have an issue with is when people try to say that the wine that Jesus partook, when people bring that up, and like Jesus being completely perfect also partook in wine, and they say, no, that was grape juice. How do they know? <laughs> my, that is that is my question. I have literally have heard people in church leadership say that. And, I have
0: too, yeah.
1: And I'm thinking this is one of those moments where we're not taking the, like, what the bible says and we're twisting it to, to to make us
0: feel better to make us
1: feel better yeah. about our stance and it's okay it's okay not to not to want to partake and to, to not feel that way but to say that jesus did not he literally said multiple times it talks about people taking wine um or drinking wine and it's it is okay um i guess my my whole point in in saying all of this is like we can't change the past and it is what it is but having that responsibility and recognizing its implications is so mm-hmm. important. And when we talk about what it looks like for us to be in our modern day, and we, y'all, if y'all, you listened last week, you know, we kind of talked about this. Oh, mm-hmm. here, here we go. Y'all the mosquitoes are coming <laughs> for us. There's power in the blood. That's what they're going to go away singing. That's right. <laughs> yes. um, anyways, um, I think it's just really important while we're talking about, if, you're, if you decide to drink, if you don't want to drink, however you feel about it, to recognize why you feel the way that you do and to recognize the scripture that rather backs it up or doesn't back it up. But be sure, be sure in yourself in it. And yeah, like how ha- and what the Lord absolutely. has called what and what the Lord has called you to, like don't do it. Don't feel like you have to have this stance because your pa- my pastor has this stance, so I have this stance. My boyfriend has this stance, so now I have this stance. If you're like, hey, I just have a different conviction about it, that's okay. Because are you yeah. showing the love of Christ if you get to the moment where you're just like, oh, you shouldn't do that, and because whatever reason, are
0: you just trying to are you are you just being stubborn and trying to prove a point? Girl. Or do you have truths that back up your beliefs? Because I also think that in acting, like, if you are a Christian that drinks alcohol, there are so many important factors to consider. And it's so funny, what I was going to say earlier that Mm -hmm. I didn't get to, because I completely went off my rails of my train of thought, of I found in, like, testing the waters with friends, I Mm -hmm. have so many Christian friends who Mm -hmm. do casually partake and alcohol, but no one says anything or takes any Girl, pictures we're scared. because we're all scared <laughs> of that judgment. And that is wild because yeah. judging people is more sinful mm-hmm. than taking a sip of wine and not getting drunk. You were not Isn't kidding. Isn't that wild? Yes. But in having wisdom. Okay. So if you have the conviction to not drink alcohol, I would say step one, stick to that conviction. Yes. You may have someone in your family who has struggled with alcoholism, Mm -hmm. and so you just want to practice that Mm -hmm. just as a precaution. I commend you for that. Support you. That may be the wisest choice for your life. Going hand in hand, just because that is your conviction does not mean you can judge someone else's conviction if their conviction is different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's for my people who are convicted to not drink alcohol. For my people who do not feel this conviction... Mm -hmm. I would ask first that, and this is something that I ask myself, am I ever using alcohol as an aid Mm. for anything? Do I feel like I cannot be social without a drink in my hand? Do I feel like I cannot get through a stressful day or week without a drink on the weekend? Mm -hmm. Or do I simply just want to enjoy the taste of, Mm -hmm. you know, sipping on a glass of trader joe's wine with my spaghetti alfredo yeah yep like the same goes for anything that could be over consumed and harm your body yeah let's talk about eating i've also been dangerous with eating and i have friends who have been dangerous with not eating yeah are you eating or not eating to replace a feeling that you need to feel Mm -hmm. Are you eating or not eating to make yourself less stressed or feel more comfort? Yeah. We do not know how to talk about things that require moderation. Yeah. Because it's almost like one bad apple has spoiled the whole bunch. And I th- can't help but to think, and we're going to have this mm-hmm. talk on purity, of how wrong the sex talk has gone in the church and in families just who are in or not in the church. And the talk is either something to the effect of, if you have sex, you need to be safe with it. You need to always be safe because you're going to get pregnant and you're going to get STD mm-hmm. or along the, like, you know, more purity culture that we were raised in. You don't have sex at all. Sex is bad. You're going to get pregnant. You're going to be worthless. Yes. Look, here's this pair of white kids. I'm going to put dirt on it and you can never be a pair of clean white kids again. Yes. And we haven't been taught the principles of mm-hmm. what happens emotionally when you have sex with someone and what happens in your mind and what happens in your heart to where you are being the most physically intimate mm-hmm. you can be with any person. And what happens when you break up or you're not with that person anymore? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the heart issues and the same applies to alcoholism. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the heart issues. We just say, look at how alcohol ruined this man's life or ruined this woman's life. She she started drinking after work to aid herself and then it was a slow fade and then she had an affair on her husband and blah, 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 blah. And then she lost everything and our kids don't speak to her. And we go so dark so fast and those Mm -hmm. things do happen. But if we are keeping in step with the spirit, Having self-control, having practicing the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. of self-control, of patience, mm-hmm. of gentleness, yes, with ourselves and with what we consume, kindness for others, yes, yeah. Then those things will not likely happen. Mm-hmm. And then, if someone is keeping in step with the spirit and they feel an addictive, like draw, then they can pray and practice the physical things yeah. that need to be done. To stop, I'm like,
1: seek friends to, that will help hold you accountable. Yes. I mean, like, and, you know, little, and it can be little things like, um, like, for example, if you are someone that does not drink and you have friends that do drink, that doesn't mean that you can never go and sit at the bar and watch a game together. That just means that you That's still right. go and you get a Coke. If you're a person that has struggled with alcohol, that sometimes looks like going to your safe person and be like, hey, can we not go to the bar tonight? Can we go somewhere different?
0: Or can we sit in a booth? Yes. At a table. Exactly. Like, and, and I think that it just takes being respectful of yourself mm-hmm. and your boundaries enough. Yeah. And I've never experienced addiction. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I've never partaken in drunkenness. Like, I, I really mm-hmm. value how my mind, like, <laughs> my mind needs enough help, as it is. I don't <laughs> want to debilitate it yeah. any. Um, but, and that's just me. That's no hate to anyone mm-hmm. who has gotten drunk before um but just for me, that's how I've taken the scripture of the Bible mm-hmm. that's something I'm not interested in and and that's what that's yeah. that's what I stand on and that is completely you can take mm-hmm. that or leave it because that's that's my take on it. And so um, I think that it's just really funny though, how it is such a stigma because no one wants to talk about it. but I think there is something that we do need to talk about and that's the verse that we mentioned when we were talking about this topic Mm -hmm. of, you know, if you're sitting at a table, I believe it's Paul that writes about this. Mm -hmm. And you're in a culture with a family that doesn't eat meat. You also don't need to partake of meat. Yes. And I think that's an important verse, not only culturally, but also just being a considerate human being. Yes. Um, But that leads to the question, you know, it's, I've been even told recently, like, hey, you need to be careful either consuming alcohol at a restaurant in a public place mm-hmm. or if you post a picture on social media, which I've never done. Um, but the thing is, let's talk about why. Is that a good practice? Mm-hmm. If so, why? Yeah. Or is that leading to the toxicity of shame and hiding? Yeah. Because the thing is, I'm not ashamed to hide something mm-hmm. that I do not think is a sin. Mm-hmm. And we need to remember, too, that, of course, people who are not Christians are going to partake in these things differently than us, but they're not mm-hmm. subscribing to our way of life. Yeah. So. It's like, are you responsible for other people's assumptions? That's right.
1: Yes. Because the thing is, is that this is what I'm thinking about. No, in college, do. you knew which who were the partiers. That's right. And just because you saw a glass of alcohol or a cup of whatever in someone's hand did not, for me, automatically... I didn't make an assumption about that person being like, wow, they must be a party animal. Oh no, I knew who those people were. That's a decision that they made, but That's it was right. it was more than just that glass. And so I think it also takes that moment of are you making assumptions about other people based yeah. on one small detail? Yeah. Or is there a track record? Are there other things that lead that lead into why you're feeling, or why why you've perceived what you've perceived. That's right. And then how does that change how you interact with that person?
0: Mm, that's good.
1: Cause it's, I mean, the reality is is that everyone feels differently about other things. Like if what if what if someone didn't drive an electric car, but you're really passionate about um, about saving the earth. Yeah. Would you treat that person any any differently? And I'm like the. Let me just back up and say this much. When we're talking, especially when we're talking about cars, not that car accidents aren't a real thing and a threat. Too many people die every year in a car accident, but we still drive cars. Also, too many people die from alcoholism and, you know, being drunk driving and all the things. And I think the biggest takeaway here is, is despite our own personal opinions, recognizing that our, our first priority is to our convictions to what the Lord has put on our hearts. And so if the, if the thing is for you that you don't want to partake, don't partake but also, if you, fee, if you see that you have a brother or sister in Christ that is struggling, I think it's really important not to, uh, not to confront them with the shame or mm-hmm. make them feel bad or make them feel less than for having a struggle that's different than your own. That's right. But for meeting them in love. Yes. And being there to support them. And, and that support is not always easy. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. that Sometimes it takes some work on our part, some intentionality, some extra time, some extra effort.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's what true. we've been called to. Being aware. Yeah, being aware. And so here's, here's a follow-up question to that. So let's say you know a friend who is struggling with mm-hmm. alcoholism or maybe um, I have several friends now who have become sober yeah. because of college addictions that were built in college yeah. or around that time in our life. Um, do we, let's say you're going to a restaurant mm-hmm. with a group of people and that friend who's sober is joining. Mm-hmm. Do you order a drink? Is it correct to do so Yeah, because they're struggling or because they may have struggled in the past?
1: I think there's a lot of variables to consider. And one of these being like, if you're going to, if they, if you're inviting them to this group to go to dinner with this group of people, Mm -hmm. you've invited them and you know, this information, and you know, that's a struggle for them. Mm -hmm. Then that's you as the, as the host in that, in that instance, Mm -hmm. you need to tell your friends and be like, Hey, I want you to know this person is sober and they're like still on their journey. Like I'm not going to partake in drinking. Yes. Um. If you wouldn't mind doing the same, I know that that would mean a lot, and we don't have to. We don't have to make them feel any sort of way about it, but out of the kindness of our hearts. Yeah. Um. Because and that's and that's what it looks like to to meet somebody. It's it's another way that we show love to somebody else is meeting them where they're at. Yeah. Um. Also, it, and if it's not one of those moments, just saying like you know no, I'm not I'm not going to drink tonight that is that is a small price to pay that's very true i'm like to show kindness and just not partaking Mm -hmm. um especially if your intent is not to get drunk anyways it's just like oh i'll just i'll just have a sprite i'll just have water right it is not i think we have to just be mindful if it's something that we're relying on like you mentioned earlier if we're replacing this instead of addressing deeper issues then we just have to address that but if not we can go without it
0: I come I agree with you and I know that there may be some people that don't agree and that's okay because this is just what we would do in that mm-hmm. situation. On the flip side of that like a, a similar but yet different mm-hmm. scenario of what if someone what if you are drinking it's me and you mm-hmm. we're at the Mexican restaurant and mm-hmm. we have a margarita okay so someone from church sees and We, you know, and I do feel like, oh, gosh, I hope that they're okay with me doing this. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why do I feel that way? Because, one, I'm not deliberately trying to get them to struggle if they have had an issue with alcoholism. And, two, I'm not trying to get them to have a false assumption of me. But the reality is any judgment or assumption that they make of me is their burden to carry and not my own. It is. And so that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I do think that that they are different and isolated situations that are kind of in a similar setting. So I would say, again, the rule of thumb here is following the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. not justifying your actions um, for the sake of feeling better about yourself, but Mm -hmm. really taking a look at, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And is this not... Not only enhancing, but is this hurting mm-hmm. my walk with God? Because mm-hmm. if you are dependent on any substance yeah. to be okay, then that is where... And we're not talking about medication, become, y'all. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, to get through.
1: Yeah, yeah. One Here's a question. So, what, what would you do in the situation that someone came up to you at the Mexican restaurant and decided to t- tell you on the spot how they felt? They were like, I can't believe you're out here having a margarita on a Saturday night.
0: I would probably start asking them questions. Say, why do you feel that way?
1: Yeah. That's a powerful question. You know how I feel about that question.
0: But like, really, why do you feel that way? And why do you feel the need Mm -hmm. to question my convictions? Mm -hmm. Because again, y'all... It's the universal rule of picking apart what we could consider a sin. Mm-hmm. I have friends who think that it is sinful to wear makeup. We could pick apart. Yeah. Sin and the action of humans to oblivion. Yeah. And come to a dead end every time. Mm-hmm. Every single yep. time. Yep. And so I never would want to offend anyone with my actions, but the fact of the matter is I always will Mm -hmm. if we find enough people and show them my actions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone's always going to be offended. Because the thing is we forget that judging people is also a sin and me not getting drunk is not a sin. Yeah. Yep. And that's how I feel about it. And I'm very aware of myself. Oh, my gosh. This is this is related, but also not related. Mm-hmm. I heard a statistic on TikTok today. So, take it or leave it, folks. Uh, that only 20% of the population is self-aware. Oh. Oh, my gosh. 20%. And this girl was like, it's really helped me to understand Like, when I get cut off in traffic or when I'm getting off an elevator and Mm -hmm. someone's, like, standing right in the door. Like, people not realizing, like, oh, people will be getting off of this elevator. Yeah. Or when someone's, like, using the street to walk or, Mm -hmm. you know, run and not the sidewalk that is there and available. Mm -hmm. It's, like, backing up traffic. Yeah, 80%. Yeah. Not spatially aware or self-aware. Wow. And that makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense. And that makes me also have a lot of grace for people. Because I'm like, bless, they don't even know.
1: Some some people really don't.
0: I re- Yes. Like, like, and it's not like saying that they're less than or nope, dumb. Nope. They just do not have it. Yeah. It's almost...
1: You always talk about it like like it's common sense. Like not everybody's not. It's not a flower that grows in everyone's garden. It's not. But, no. But anyway, I'm sorry. No. That.
0: But that's good. That's good to know. And but that that awareness of realizing, mm-hmm. like in the act of what I think is being heroic for God, quote unquote, and calling you out, I am also sinning against God and against you. I said what I said, <laughs> and I stand
1: by it, girl. Tell me more. Tell me. Tell me more. Because that that
0: was a statement. Like we are so blatantly up our own butt cracks. Excuse me. <laughs> like we think that we are so high and mighty that we're doing something for God. Yeah. As and if He needs Calling out the sin of other people, we so quickly forget that Jesus is talking about this, and he's like wait it was jesus right there's a speck in somebody's eye there's a freaking log railroad tie coming out <laughs> your eye like what the oh <laughs> i forget i have water on my hands <laughs> i just splashed liz's eyes i'm so sorry there's a whole I'm drop so of water in my eye <laughs> he looks a little dry i was just but, like
1: thank Ooh, you Ooh, bam i'm sorry a little seasoning
0: yeah like, we just so quickly forget because, like, that spec is so much more important to us than our own log in our eye because we don't have to deal with their spec, yep. but we have to deal with our log. So we're like, let's just let's just look at their crap first. It's on your eyebrow. Oh, thank you, girl. The Skeeters are out here today. They, y'all. Are, they are. We're sweet as can be. But um but yeah, it's, it's so hypocritical. It's such a source of why people have turned against Christians, turned against the church, yeah. not just with alcoholism, but with any major ticket issue. And what makes me so mad is that I know so many awesome Christian people who are exercising uh, moderation, yeah. exercising self-awareness, mm-hmm. exercising um, respect when it comes to other people not wanting to disrespect their yeah. addiction or their journey with with being sober, I would say nine out of 10 people that I am closest Mm -hmm. to or, or pick any nine out of 10 people out of my circle of people that I see on a weekly, monthly basis feel this same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's right here on your cheek. I got you. you. Um, Feel this same way, yet feel that they cannot talk about it because of the harsh, harsh views that come along with that. Like, well, it's a slippery slope. It's a slow fade. And yes, for a lot of people, that absolutely can Mm -hmm. be true. But if you are pursuing the Lord and keeping step with the Spirit and surrounding yourself with accountability, it's going to be really hard for that to happen, in my opinion. And again, that's really easy for me to say because I've never experienced it. Mm -hmm. But I can say that I have drank casually that I never do so alone that I never do so yeah. out of desperation yeah that you know you practice healthy habits like with food and with water and with your motive of enjoying the taste or mm-hmm. enjoying how it complements with food and it's not like I'm gonna say this about a lot of topics in this hot tub it's not that deep for me yeah it's not that deep for me and I'm Same, thankful yeah. yes. and I may be privileged that I don't struggle with an addiction right. in that particular area. I so I fully recognize that. Mm-hmm. I fully recognize that. And I fully honor the people mm-hmm. that do struggle with that being yeah. an addiction in their life. I, I, I want to honor that and, and recognize your struggle, but there are a lot of things that are struggles for a lot of people that yeah. are not for other people. So should we throw out the baby with the bathwater if it's not causing harm no. to a big chunk of people? Yeah. That's a good question. Some
1: food for thought. That's some food for thought. I think, I mean, go just going forward, I think it's just an important, regardless of, of how you feel about the issue, thinking about how your stance and how you respond to it impacts the people around you. Again, you're not responsible for their... Assumptions about what about what you think and how you feel, mm-hmm. but just remembering still them like, if you if you're partaking, be responsible. That's if right. you choose not to to partake, still be responsible by not being judgmental. That's um,
0: right. Yeah. I mean, like
1: we we can. That is something that we can control.
0: That's right.
1: And I think that's just how we can move forward.
0: Well, and you know it's like a it's like a never ending circle. If we're judging people, they're going to hide it. And whether or not that's the people who are drinking responsibly and in a in a completely mm-hmm. innocent way, or if it's the people that are struggling in addiction, yeah. it really makes me broken hearted to think of the people who are struggling silently mm-hmm. because of the judgment of those who have chosen not to partake mm-hmm. in name your sin. Yeah, yeah. name it. And the judgment keeps us silent and the, and the judgment keeps us isolated and the judgment keeps us or whoever in what may be a very unhealthy state of addiction mm-hmm. because they are not seeking out help because they're not getting love first. They're getting judgment first. Say it again. Say it again. For I, I, I don't even have a comeback to that. So as Christians, I'm embarrassed that that's the truth. But as Christians, we can also change that.
1: Yeah. We're, we're a work in progress. Yep, we are. Mm-hmm. And thank God. Thank God he's really, not done with us yet. That's really it. Mm-hmm. That's really all I got to say. That's it. Yeah. Well, y'all, thank you for joining us as yes. we talked about Christians and alcohol and all the things. And thanks for just joining us for these conversations on some tough topics, but controversial topics. We're so excited to continue this journey with y'all. Yes. Um. And it's been so fun. We can't wait to see you right back here.
0: Next Tuesday, guys. In the hot tub.